Hi, Mark Miller here in New York City, talking to Rio Okada and crew about the AppSec APAC event that came about in Japan last week. Welcome to OWASP 24-7, sponsored by the Open Web Application Security Project, improving the security of software. With support from Sonatype, a trusted partner for open source governance, management, and compliance. First of all, I'd like to thank everyone that was involved in AppSec APAC and we would not have been able to have such a successful event without the support of so many active and generous speakers, sponsors, attendees, and volunteers. And especially, I'd, I'd like to th say thank you about the former podcast to promote the AppSec APAC, Mark. Thank you. In addition to Rio, we've got Jerry Huff on the line. We've got Tobias Gundrum on the line. Uh, good evening to both of you, Jerry. Good evening. And to good be evening a, and good evening and good morning, depending on where you are. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, let's start with you first. As uh, you're taking the postmortem perspective here, how did the event go for you? Uh, the, the event was fantastic. I, I got a chance to pour out my emotions in a OWASP blog article uh, that was originally just a, an, an email to the leaders list. There were several key points I think that really made this this conference outstanding. Number one of which was really the language barrier was absolutely smashed. It was not an issue. The OWASP Japan team did a fantastic job of recruiting uh, professional, high-quality translators that uh, did simultaneous translation throughout the entire event, including jokes. So it really was uh, a sight to behold. That's great. Tobias, you, you were there too. What was going on with you? Well, for me, the most outstanding experience was the great energy to feel when you came into this conference. And this was really a lot of people. And uh, to see how people interacted and to... Actually, I visited some of the talks, which I found quite interesting, especially about mobile security. And I'm looking very much forward to a lot of new activities coming and, and new project ideas coming from, a from Japan and from Asia to be shared across the region and across the whole OWASP community. Robert, Tobias brings up a really powerful statement about what happened there. You guys had over 400 people attend. You had 25 bilingual sessions, 70 volunteers. It seems like this really did turn out to be an international event. This was obviously the first time that AppSec was held in Japan, and we were definitely not expecting it to be this successful. I mean, we were committed to making it as good of an as excellent an event as possible, but we had so much support and, uh, and also, I mean, from an organizational perspective, it went extremely smoothly. It has been the biggest AppSec in uh, the Asia-Pacific region. And uh, even outside of the event, the activities that we had planned, they were a ton of fun. And I'm really excited to see what we can contribute to the, uh, the OWASP community in the AppSec, uh, uh, the APAC region in the future as we move forward. Rio, the, one of the other interesting things that happened is what happened after the conference. Do you have some kind of uh, insight into like a new evangelist, a new project, things that happened after the conference started? 
So we are really happy to announce uh, two newly ZAP evangelists were born uh, from Japan. So two of our instructors from last week's training, two famous Japanese white hackers uh, have been registered as WASP ZAP evangelists. So it is a uh, very big news to promote their Japanese engineers uh, to share their techniques and their abilities uh, to promote their WASP tools to the global. The, the training that they actually conducted was a very practical, hands-on uh, training session uh, regarding using ZAP as a tool. So it's very, very nice to see that after holding that training session that they would become active in promoting ZAP not only in Japan but also on the global level. And it's the first time that uh, we were getting ZAP evangelists from Japan. That's one of the powerful statements coming out of here is that the Japan chapter has now reached beyond the boundaries that were self-imposed boundaries of Japan. So to be a, from your perspective here too, what does this do to the global community? What kind of, with this type of event, how does this drive a bigger community? You see a lot of energy coming into the country or into the region. And ex at the same time, um, now that people are gathering and coming together, you see a lot of energy going outwards again. So, for example, with a new evangelist, and just a few days ago, a new project was started that will be very interesting for the global community as well. So I hope that these AppSec uh, conference events really spark a new energy again and again and revitalize and show, uh, show to share the ideas across the region and across the world. The new project that uh, Tobias mentioned was the OASPEC security project that was started by Toguchi Akamine just a few days ago. And he was actually a speaker at uh, AppSec APAC. So even though AppSec APAC was only held for a few days uh, for a limited time here in Tokyo, it's good to see that uh, we're creating more opportunities to get Japanese people more involved in OASP activities on the global level, as well as uh, more collaborations from the global community with things going on here in Japan. To a lot degree, uh, the AppSec conferences are like a marketplace and uh, you build a lot of connections there. You connect basically yeah. the dots between different ideas and people. This makes this uh, so exciting. Rio, as you're thinking of this, what kind of warnings would you give Adrian as he's preparing for his conference in Europe that's coming up? One message is the keep positive to smart language barrier. It is... Uh, at the beginning, so we wondered uh, how to organize the translators or interpreters or something like. But uh, WASP community as members, or the board members as well, speakers as well, are really open to communicate with uh, the non-native uh, English speakers or being positive to smash language barriers is uh, one of the key uh, factors uh, to have a uh, WASP meeting, uh, WASP uh, global meeting in local, uh, especially in the Asia Pacific area. So obviously, because a lot of the sessions were in Japanese, uh, we had an obligation to make sure that everything was translated uh, or interpreted into both Japanese and English. Uh, at a lot of conferences where the main language is English, maybe they might not feel like that's an issue, but this is a huge issue, especially in the Asia Pacific region. And having the best quality uh, interpretation services 
as possible, the best you can get, is a huge factor in determining the success of uh, an AppSec event. Uh, to be honest, uh, holding AppSec was uh, definitely a challenge task, for, uh, especially for non-native uh, English speakers. Uh, at the same time, it was such a very marvelous experience and an excellent opportunity to get more involved in the WASP community. Um, chapter leaders, those who want to uh, encourage the chapter members to get involved uh, to, into OWASP community, they should consider host AppSec or host OWASP Day or OWASP AppSec APAC Tour or something like. Jerry, I, I really want to get your input here on, on what went really well with this that you would like to see recreated in other places as we expand AppSec. Like I said, uh, the, one, of the, one thing that we've all been focusing right now has been on the fabulous translation, but there was much more than that. I thought that the venue was extremely pleasing and accommodating, was easy to find, it was in the middle of uh, it was in the middle of Tokyo, and this is at a slight odds with some of the other OWASP events that have sometimes, you know, just for logistical reasons, maybe we had to find venues that were a little bit further out, probably because of the the large number of sponsors for this event. Um, the organizers were able to get um, a venue that was just in a really nice area of Tokyo. The other thing that I thought, and this is something that has been a constant throughout all OWASP events, but I thought this it was particularly well done here in Japan, was um, for people who come overseas and they come to this event, maybe they don't know anybody, they don't know what to do at night, Rio and the organizers really made an effort to make sure that there were things going on every night for participants. So we went several places in Tokyo. We went to the Sky Tree, which is the tallest tower uh, in the world. Uh, we went to dinners. There was a night even where we all went out for karaoke, so um, there was a lot of auxiliary things in addition to obviously the security event, which I thought really um, was a great time and a great opportunity to build relationships. I was spending a lot of time with Dave Wickers, and he he commented the exact same thing, which was that uh, you know we both made uh, lifelong friendships due not just to the conference but to some of these after conference activities. Tobias, you've been to Tokyo quite a bit. Did you uh, learn anything new about the city? A little bit about the city, but more about the people living in the city. An additional beauty of this conference was that I had the feeling it was reaching out into the whole community of people here. Like uh, there were people coming from different angles. It was, it was not only hardcore OWASP people, but this was also open for security interested people across Japan for some developers and so on. So this was truly uh, an outreaching, outward-focusing uh, AppSec conference. And that made it really amazing. My warning for the next AppSec hosts will be be prepared that um, more people will come to you uh, than you may expect. This was really <laughs> a great success in Japan. An embarrassment of riches when it comes to, uh, to members in OWASP Japan. Rio, as you're looking back on the conference, what sessions did uh, people respond to the most? Were there three or four topics that people really gathered around as the session as the conference went on? Uh, it is a really good question, but it is difficult to answer because uh, uh, most of the session were full, almost full. People, those who came from uh, abroad, uh, overseas. 
So they were really interested in uh, uh, hearing and uh, listening uh, Japanese speakers. Of course, uh, Dave Wicker's uh, sessions, uh, we had two sessions in the uh, conference. Uh, these are really special. And Michael Coates uh, as well. Uh, so I, I can't ch choose some topics. Uh, all, all of them are really interested, interesting session, I guess. By the way, Mark, there is actually something uh, truly amazing happening because, you know, there were slots at, at the same time, different slots. So uh -huh. maybe you couldn't hear them immediately. But even before the conference finished, the recordings of all talks are already available online. Yeah. So even if you missed one talk, you can actually now go back and hear the other talk that you couldn't hear. And for everybody abroad, these are also accessible. To round out our conversation here, I want to start with Tobias and then Jerry and then back to Robert and Rio. One thing that you came away with that you would say this was just remarkable in and of itself. Tobias, what would that be? Actually, it's two things. I'm sorry, Mark. <laughs> um, one thing was the extreme professional organization of the whole event. Um, so our Japan team was just outstanding. This was really so smooth, uh, running like, like clockwork. And the second thing was the high energy and interesting talks that I could see. And I'm very much looking forward to the many events driven by the Obas Japan going forward into the future. So seeing their projects coming to, to the global scale, uh, seeing them being more involved in the global community and, and basically exchanging these ideas across the region. Right. Jerry, you've been to quite a few of these, and but you seem really excited about this one. Absolutely. So if I was going to pick one thing that I think uh, really absolutely stood out as a memorable aspect of this whole thing, it was the level of interest in Japan for application security. We in the OWASP community, we are really excited about security. I think nobody doubts that. But sometimes to outsiders, it's about as exciting to them as like insurance, right? You know, we're talking about risks. We're talking about, you know, potentialities. That situation, or I think that the Japanese OWASP community was equally excited. There was there was palpable energy uh, in the air. So many members, members brought family members. Um, there was uh, you know, a multi-generational aspect to the whole thing. So that really reinvigorated, it really reinvigorated kind of what I perceive that other OWASP chapters and other o regions can aspire to be. So that to me was, was the big... Uh, the big pleasant uh, takeaway from the whole event. Robert, being conversant in Japanese and English equally well, it seems like you would have a, a perspective on this that those of us that don't speak Japanese wouldn't have. For me personally, being involved since uh, the founding of OAS Japan and uh, seeing how it's grown so tremendously in such a short period of time, this uh, holding APSEC APAC was really the pinnacle of, uh, of all the effort we put in over the past three years. I mean, it's not the, the end all and be all uh, of our activities. We, we're planning a lot more in the future. But it was definitely great to see so many people coming from all over the world so interested to hear about what we're doing uh, 
here in Japan and also interested in reaching out and getting involved in some of the projects and some of the research that's uh, being conducted here in Japan. So I would definitely love to see more cross-border collaborations and interactions in the future that we might not have been able to achieve up until now. Well, I guess we'll end with your note. Uh, how did you feel about your own conference? Were you happy with the way everything came out? I, I can't find uh, my words uh, to express my gratitude and uh, grateful. Hmm, okay, so we said the key theme to as uh, this AppSec APAC uh, is like this web to be secure. So, uh, as I told before, the, this season is the third anniversary after the Tohoku uh, earthquake and tsunami. So, we have faced a very big issue, especially for web application security. I hope this uh, conference and uh, WASP activity and uh, any other activities after this uh, AppSec related uh, WASP Japan uh, will help their economic or social issue to be solved. We thank you very much for your help. It is not so not for only WASP community, but also uh, Japan society and especially for damaged area in Japan. Our mission will be completed, I hope. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I speak on everyone involved in in the local chapter. I mean, not only AppSec uh, itself, but also our involvement in OWASP, uh, all the activities that we've been involved in, has been some some of the most worthwhile things we've uh, we've ever done. Rio and Robert, thank you so much from all of us for the effort that you put in. From all aspects, it sounded like a remarkable conference. Jerry and Tobias, thank you for your input this evening, too. It makes it so I want to jump the next plane going to Tokyo after talking to you guys. Yes, do so. You know, there will be a next uh, chapter event. There will be an Asia tour. We have new chapters in Japan. So there are plenty of reasons to come here. You have been listening to OWASP 24-7 with your host, Mark Miller. OWASP 24-7 is sponsored by the Open Web Application Security Project, improving the security of software. With support from Sonatype, a trusted partner for open source governance, management, and compliance.